Good morning, everybody, and and welcome to A Vision for You a Big Book Study. My name is uh, Craig F., and uh, I am the moderator, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is August 5th, 2019. Today we're reading from the Big Book on page 45, the second paragraph that starts, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Um, today's readers are, uh, for the 12 Steps, um, Kathy S. for the 12 Traditions, Anita B. Uh, the, you know, our readers are, the text are Allison L., Melissa C., Cindy D., newcomer greeters Renee A., and our second hour host is Leslie M. Um, the reference number for yesterday's special edition, which was a birthday celebration, for vision for you was 13,235. That's 13235. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organizations, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask uh, Kathy S. to do to read the 12 steps for us, please. Hi, good morning, Craig. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello? The now 12 steps. Uh, right. Can you hear me now? Um, the 12 yeah. steps. Uh-huh. Um, one, we are admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to restore our short, remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we, we were, were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, 
having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, now we're going to ask Anita B. to read the 12 Traditions. Okay, good morning. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service. Pass. Thanks for your service. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 45. The second paragraph, it starts, well, that's exactly what this book is about. I'm going to ask um, Allison L. to get us started. Allison? Yeah, thanks, Craig, for your service. This is Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Dayton, Ohio. Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we've written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics 
Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hope rise as we discuss his alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship, but his face falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God, for we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. Well, what a wonderful paragraph for this Monday morning. We've been reading about what the problem is. We've studied it in depth for the doctor's opinion and three chapters. We know what the problem is. We've been able to say, yes, I identify with that. Yes, I'm I'm powerless. I'm seemingly hopeless. And then it's telling me. Um, and so then I would ask, well, what do I do? Tell me what to do. And it's saying that's exactly what this book's about. It's going to enable you to find a power greater than yourself. That's the main object. That's it. That's what this book is trying to teach, is trying to show, and is is why we study it. That will solve my problem, one problem, the one problem I have. And that's in-depth studied. We've studied what that problem is. I have an allergy of the body. When I put certain things in, I can't predict when I'll stop. Those things are killing me. Um, and even when I'm not eating them and triggering that abnormal reaction, my mind tells me that I have to eat them. That's the only way to, to live life. Um, and so that's the problem. And the only solution is that I need power because I don't have any. There's no human power, not my human power, not doctor human power, no human power. It has to be a power greater than myself. And this book is going to walk me through exactly how to find it. It has worked for me. Um, someone who um, had their problem solved by the instructions in this book guided me through, and it has solved that problem, and it continues to solve that problem. I continue to be able to tap into this power greater than me. And I notice what this paragraph doesn't say. It does not tell me um, that it's going to show me what to call that power, how to believe in that power, what church to go to, um, how to worship that power. It doesn't tell me that it's going to give me instructions on any of that. It's just going to help me get in touch with a power that will solve my problem. So I don't have to continue to try to have the power myself. I have no power, no choice, no control. It's not going to tell me how to have more control. It's going to exclusively get me in touch with a power greater than myself that will solve my problem. And I am so grateful for that. I will pass. Okay. Thank you, Allison. Um, all right. We're ready to start taking uh, names. I'd like to remind you that we ask you if you've shared in the last couple of days, and that means Thursday or Friday, seven o'clock or eight o'clock hour, that you would maybe step back and let some, there's over 400 voices usually on here, and step back and let somebody else have a turn. Okay, um, who would like to share on this program? Harlan G. Nancy Good morning, Nancy. Ginger C. Ginger. Elizabeth from Cincinnati. Melissa C. Elizabeth. Melissa. I have Harlan, Nancy, Ginger, Elizabeth, and uh, Melissa. Cindy M. All right, Cindy, that will round out our first six. Okay, Thank go you. ahead, Harlan. 
Thank you very thank much, you. Craig. And uh, thank you to Team Monday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Let's take a look at this. This is the thesis line of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power, capitalized, greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. And if this is going to be the main object of this book, it better be the main object of my life. Let's take a look at page XIII. Page XIII is in the forward to the first edition, and it says in the first paragraph, the second sentence, it says that to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. Is that consistent with page 45, to help us find a power greater than ourself, which will solve our problem? Yes, it is. Now let's go to page 20, and that's in the chapter, There is a Solution. And it says here in the, second par- in the first paragraph, first full paragraph, the last sentence, what do I have to do? And in the second paragraph on page 20, it says, it is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. Is that consistent with this? Yes, it is. Now, why is this ultra, ultra important? Why is this the, this the thesis line of the book? Because it is the crux of the entire situation is to help me find a power greater than myself, which will solve my problem. Now, on page 43 of the big book of alcohol, or excuse me, page 42 of the big book, it says at the very bottom of the page, problems. Quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles, that spiritual steps, will help me solve my problems, plural. This is problem singular. This singular problem, the problem of my spiritual malady, when the spiritual malady is overcome, I will straighten out mentally and physically, and that means I'm going to have more wherewithal with which to tackle life. But the most important thing I can do today is to recover from my addiction. And in order to recover from my addiction, I'm going to have to find a power greater than myself, which will solve my problem. And this throws out the lie that says abstinence is the most important thing in my life without exception. Abstinence is vital. It's a given. But when I focus on abstinence, that means I'm dieting with group support. The most important thing I can do today is to perfect and enlarge my spiritual life through service and self-sacrifice for others, and that means I'm going to have to work the steps, and I'm going to have to get out of myself, and in doing so, my food problem will be taken care of. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. Appreciate it. Nancy, your turn. Hi, can I be heard? Yes. Okay. Uh, Hi, this is Nancy P. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah, I loved what the speaker said about how we that defines the problem of finding a power that will solve my problem, but it doesn't say anything about how it has to be. I can choose any way that I want. And that was really critical for me. I'm very agnostic and 
um, you know, I tried for years to get on my knees. I tried for years to fake it till I made it. I tried for years to do it the way other people did it, and it got me nowhere. And when I was finally ready to surrender everything about how I look at my life and how I look at food and how I look at this program, and I said, I don't know, show me what to do, you know, I flung myself off a cliff into a void, and because I had to decide for myself, I was able to pick a way that was comfortable for me. And so today, that comfortable way is growing and expanding every day. And, you know, I'm different today than I was when I first started, and I can say that my, you know, my recovered state gets to be richer and deeper every day, but it was only when I really embraced the fact that I could do it the way that I wanted, as long as I did something, then um, that was key. And I, because I always tried to follow somebody else's path and it never, ever, ever worked even a little tiny bit until I completely surrendered and, and found my own path. So anybody that's very agnostic and is having trouble and doesn't know what to do, um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So with that, I'll pass and continue my climb here. Thanks for letting me share my path. Oh, thank you, Nancy. All right, next up we have Ginger, and that's she's going to be followed by Elizabeth. Ginger? Hi, good morning, Craig. Thank you so much for your service. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And I just want to start this morning by saying a huge shout-out to that incredible panel yesterday with your special edition, God Shown Through All of You, and it was just such a beautiful talk. So thank you so much for everyone who did that. And, um, you know, this morning, its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. And my problem is that I lack power with my addiction to food. Once I start, I can't stop, and I can't stop from starting again. And so what am I to do? And, you know, it just still blows me away. I've only done this for a little while. And when I went to Virginia Beach, I had no idea the power of the big book. I knew the sashes on the ladies. I saw the theme and, and on the cover, and but I just really didn't get it. I had no idea. And it still blows me away, as I said, three and a half years later, that Words on a page would bring me to a power down deep within myself, a connection that I never felt before. And thank you, God, that I just was done and finally beaten to a place where I gave food the credit it deserved because it was always the lesser of the two evils. Alcohol and drugs were no poison, you know, not going to touch it. But boy, when that pain pressed in, I was going to eat absolutely because, again, I gave a permission. It was the lesser of the two. So I'm just amazed that today alcohol is not my master. I read that last night with a sponsee, and it was so painful, and it was so unbelievable, and I never thought the nightmare would be over. I just didn't think it was end. Uh, food's my master. I'm suicidal, and I can't stop. Talk about pain. So thank God, again, that it's down deep within. It's not hard to find, but what am I doing to be with God today? You know, I wake up early and I read these pages, 86 to 88, and then I do my 20-minute sit with God. And when I open my eyes, even before, even before my feet hit the bed, I say, good morning, God. 
you know, it's constant connection because without this power between me and that bite that so desperately wants to get back in and win, I will be in the food. And I'm watching my husband right now, and it's sad because he can't stop. But then he says, well, I'm not as bad as you, Ginge. And I did the same thing with my booze with my sister. Well, I wasn't as bad as Kathy, so I guess I'm good to go. And it's just really sad and it's painful. But the only thing I can do is recover, 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 keep my recovery shiny, and hopefully be able to help the next person in the quicksand because there's plenty back there and they need us. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger. Okay, next up we have Elizabeth and uh, Am, I think, and then followed by Melissa. Elizabeth. Good morning. This is Elizabeth from Cincinnati, recovered compulsive overeater. Good morning. Um, I, uh, well, first of all, I'm just amazed at the timing of a power greater than myself. <clears throat> uh, I get up very early every morning and I um, do a reading and writing assignment in conference-approved literature. <clears throat> and this morning, I read uh, chapter four up to page 51 to look at whether or not I needed a change in attitude toward a power greater than myself. And um, I'm always amazed when I get into this book and material and and see how it confronts me um, with my limited thinking and beliefs. I've been in church my entire life. I do not remember a time when I did not believe in God. Um, So when I came to the 12 steps 18 years ago, I really believed that I had the step two handle. Um, and I've had times over those 18 years that I've been in OA and in this book um, where I came to a place where I was like, oh, okay, <clears throat> um, I don't have this step two thing handled. And then I find out further down the road that I still think that somehow I come back around to it. <clears throat> On page 93 of the big book, it says, your prospect may belong to a religious denomination. Um, his religious education and training may be far superior to yours. In that case, he is going to wonder how you can add anything to what he already knows. But he will be curious to learn why his own convictions have not worked and why yours seem to work so well. He may be an example of the truth that faith alone is insufficient. To be vital, and I understand the word vital in the big book to mean life-giving, To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish, constructive action. I've been um, one of those people, apparently, I I mean, I saw this this morning for the very first time. I've been one of those people that has focused on abstinence as being the solution. I never would have been able to put that sentence together in 18 years. But apparently that's what I've been doing because this morning I realized that, you know, the problem centers in my mind, which means I need a psychic change, which I believe I've had, but I still need um, a change in my thinking because of the way that um, I coast along resting on my laurels thinking I've got this God thing handled. And I need 
um, to focus again on the line that was the first line in the paragraph today, the main object in this book of this book is to enable me to find a power greater than myself. That's what I need. That, as, as was said by someone like the first speaker, that needs to be the f- entire focus of my existence is to find that power, um, which I have found, but I'm not accessing, um, not in a way that would allow me to change my life. Uh, the way that the way that it would seem you would if you really got this program. So for today, I'm really grateful to um, have joined this meeting for the first time in a long time and find you on the same page that I read this morning. Um, there are no coincidences; they're just um, God incidences. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Craig S. Star one unmute. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, next up, Melissa, and uh, you're going to be followed by Cindy. Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Craig. Thank you so much for your service, Melissa. See, recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and um, you know, I I was thinking about the part where it says that um, their hopes rose. You know. Um, when they hear others speak um, about the problem, <laughs> you know, and um, and that that was it. You know, my my hopes rose when um, I heard others talking about the alcoholic problem, and when they explained the fellowship, right? And so, but my face fell when any talk of God came. So, you know, uh, when I first um, came to Overeaters Anonymous, and I came again and again, so I had a a number of firsts, Um, I kept finding out I'm not alone, and and that there was this name for this thing I had, and that was, like, incredibly comforting, you know, that, that, um, that there was a name for this thing that I always did in, in private, that I had so much shame around, and, um, when I heard other people doing what I did, um, I felt comforted by that. And I thought that I would get access to some willpower. You know, that was the power I was looking for um, uh, off of a diagnosis and group support. And so, and I didn't look any further because I got comfort from that, but I did nothing else, you know. Um, and And really, when talk about God occurred, my face fell. I, you know, the word God scared me, it annoyed me, and inside my heart and and my head, I had this smugness superiority, you know, to all those God-talking people, and especially when I heard, like, the HP, I don't know why that just aggravated me and annoyed me, Um, and I would sit there thinking, they sound brainwashed, and they're like a cult. And, um, you know, what convinced me that I want to be a part of this brainwashed cult was um, I couldn't stand the way I was living any longer, you know. And, um, 
and so I think like, all right, I'll 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 drink Kool Aid because I saw people living in a way that I I wanted to live, and I realized I had to lay my judgment aside, and you know, and and so. Um, what I say is like, yeah, if this is a cult and this is brainwashed, this is the best freaking brainwashing cult I've ever fallen into because it's cost me nothing. I haven't paid a dime for this. I've gotten a healthy body, improved relations, freedom from the thing that owned me, and every area in my life has dramatically improved. And um, I say like, yay, I'm I'm glad that I've got access to this power, and that's why I study this book like this, and I look to enlarge and perfect my spiritual life. Um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you. Um, next up, we have Cindy, and then we're going to take some new names. Go ahead, Cindy. Good morning. This is Cindy M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater by the Grace of God. Um, well, when I read this <clears throat> I already thought I had a power that's greater than myself, um, and I, I thought that um, he he hadn't helped me with this, and I didn't understand. You know, I thought, well, if I have that power, why why do I why can't he answer me when I say help me not do this? And um, <clears throat> so, um, I I was even though I was. I thought I had this power. I was sort of agnostic. I didn't know what I didn't know. And um, and God met me where I was and meets me where I am and keeps showing me over and over again what to do and, um, and how to be. Right now I'm sort of laid up and I'm an exercise instructor and uh, I have a herniated disc. So I can't do what I do. And... So that doesn't mean that I'm not still a wonderful person and uh, a valuable human being because my value isn't based on my job. My value is based on what God thinks of me and um, <clears throat> and how I'm, I'm really loved and, and there's a purpose for this and a purpose for my life. So this has given me a great opportunity to be of service to my fellows. Um, I get to I get to spend a lot of time on the phone. I get to be sponsoring in a way that I've never done before, and it's a wonderful, wonderful life. And I can truly say that I'm okay. And um, so, if I didn't have this program, I'm sure I would be, you know, like steeped in self pity, and uh, sure my life was over. And uh, and in this program, I can be patient with this and just let it go the way it's going and uh, and live in this moment and this day and be of service any way that I can. So I'm so grateful for the opportunity that this has given me. And um, I, I'm just so thankful that the God of my understanding is bigger than the God that I knew before. And... Um, he can take care of everything in my life. So I just keep doing the action every day. And um, thank you so much for this meeting and, Craig, for your service today and everybody who's on the line. Thank you so much for being on the line and sharing. Um, thanks for listening. I pass. All right, Cindy. Okay. Now we're ready to take uh, 
uh, some more names. So, again, if you haven't shared in the last couple of days, I uh, invite you to get out here and share with us. Who else would like to share? Janice P. Kathy K. Roz R. Janice. Uh, <laughs> Kathy, I missed somebody, though. What? Sue C. Sue C. I think I missed Cindy. somebody there. Cindy D. Cindy D. I missed somebody that was there with uh, Janice PM at the same time. Did I? I have Janice, Kathy, Roz, Sue, and Cindy. Who else? Um, I have said Roz R, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it because I have a class <laughs> soon. Uh-huh. Who's that? Roz R. I tried to chime in in the beginning, oh. but I've got a class in about 20 minutes, so I might not make it. <laughs> oh, you'll, we'll get to you before 20 minutes, Roz. Go ahead. Who else? Anybody? Marilyn T. Marilyn. All right. Let's uh, let's go with that group. Janice P.M. Thank you so much, Craig. Oh, they only knew how it is to do your service. It's 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 really you're doing a wonderful job. My name is Janice PM, and uh, I'm a grateful compulsive recovered compulsive overeater. Boy, I, I love the first chair that we had. I mean, it really tells tells me so much. But this paragraph, the before the paragraph before is lack of power. They're telling us our prob my problem. Well, I'm going to tell you what I what I used to think. I had a list of powers in my in my life greater than myself, and they were in three classes. They were physical, mental, and spiritual. Well, okay, the physical powers that I had was food, donuts, uh, my husband, uh, you, uh, sponsors. Those were the powers that I had physical powers, cancer, um, and they were much, much greater than myself. And then I had mental powers. So, I mean, you know, but these were the powers that were, were in my life. I had uh, the mental powers, which was the food obsession. It was greed. It was anger. It was pride. It was lust, et cetera, et cetera. But the spiritual problem, I thought I had that too. God, I had a God in my life, but you know, I didn't, the, the God that I had had to do my way, not his way, but my way. So therefore there was all these blocks in my, my life. So now I came to believe as I found the power come through for me in these 12 steps that, that this is what this whole book is about you know, implementing these 12 steps so this power will come through for me. And it did. It did. Now, I thought, you know, that this power gave me the power to do it. You know, I wasn't really depending on that. I was, but I wasn't, you know. I mean, so therefore I wasn't. Uh, it had to be depend and rely on that power. You're never going to be successful, Janice. With, with with this food or with this lust or this can you, the power is going to do it for us. We don't get uh, the spiritual awakening, which of course was given to us, and then say, oh, I got it now, so I'll be successful. No, I'm still going to be, 
I'm still going to have the problem if I don't continue to work and obey this higher power. He's the one that gave me the spiritual awakening. He doesn't give it, give it to me to be powerful because I'm not powerful. My success and every spiritual awakening is my power's success. So you can select. We're, we're, this is a volunteer army. Select which power you want to use. You can't, it can't be me because it never worked. Till the day I die, I'm going to still be a compulsive overeater. I'm still not going to solve my problem because is the power is going to solve it for me. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Janice. Next up, we have Kathy, and then that'll be followed by Roz if she still has time. Go ahead, Kathy. Thank you, Craig, for your service. This is Kathy Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Boston, and I'm so grateful to be reading with you all this chapter again. Um, you know, when I first came to these rooms at the age of 43, I had been a strong agnostic all of my life, and um, I almost didn't come back to my second meeting uh, because there was so much talk of God at the first meeting. I just assumed this was not the place for me. Um, but a power greater than me had me come back, and little by little I started to connect with other people who had solved the problem that I wanted to solve. And as I identified in, I found um, very slowly that I became willing to consider the possibility or the necessity, as it says here, uh, to find a power greater than myself. Um, when I was confronted with that, um, I vacillated between hope and despair for quite a while until somehow I began to surrender, meaning I began to give up that I could figure this out. And instead, I just created space in my life to listen and to ponder and to witness and to use the prayers suggested in this book without any comprehension of what this power might be. And as I look back over the last 20 years, um, that's the process that allowed me over time to find something beyond myself, greater than myself, that helps me live life differently today. Um, I have a really hard time defining it. Uh, all I know is that I make room in my psyche and in my day, every day, to seek and to listen. Um, and that's that's what I do. And I am just awestruck by the fact that um, while I still have a very difficult time defining this power, um, I do find that when I pause, when I work steps 3 and 11 in particular, but all the steps, when I take the time to do the work as it's outlined in this book, 
I feel guided, I feel a sense of well-being, and I am able to remain abstinent and to be of service to other fellows. It is quite a miracle, and it is quite difficult to explain. And with that, I pass. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. Next, Raj, you got time? Yeah, I do. I I pulled over, so I wasn't driving. Um, I'll start mm-hmm. my timer. Um, hi, my name's Roz, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and uh, grateful for my recovery today. Um, I have not shared on this line in ages and ages, and this is exactly where I am right now in my life. I've I've had I've been free of the obsession for several years um, due to working through this program with a, a vision sponsor. But I haven't really been giving the service back as of late, and um, and I've really been struggling. You know, I believe in, in a higher power, but somehow, you know, it talks here. Um, many times we talk to a new man, watch his hopes rise as we discuss his alcoholic problems. It says problems. My alcoholic problems have now become how I live life, how I look at life, my relationships, uh, my intimacy. Uh, those are my problems now because the food has been put down. And um, I, I realized that my, my relationship with God is lacking in the fact that I am not like God is not on my mind at all times. I am not pausing. And, and I, I see I've been running the Raj show for a while. And I made some calls yesterday and I got some tough love. Um, God bless these women in the program, you know, and I know they're probably on this line laughing um, and hearing it. But you know what? They, they really told me what I needed to hear last night. Uh, and, and you know what, it's fine because you know what, I don't want to lose what I have because if I get back into the food, I have nothing. And so what I've done is, you know, I began to reach out to God. Someone contacted me and, you know, I have an opportunity to work with another person again. And, you know, I know I need to be out there giving back what I've been so generously given. You know, my life has gotten beyond my wildest dreams. God has put more things in my life than I ever dreamed about. I don't even know how to handle them because I'm, I'm in the driver's seat, you know, and I'm forgetting. And so this is such a great chapter for me to be on, you know, to remember that, wait a minute, I'm going to get help again. You're not only from the people and the wonderful women I talk to, but from this book on how to access that power. I know it's there. And I know that the things that are happening in my life are not accidents, you know, but to, to remember on a regular basis, you know, I mean, I have these close women friends that tell me, you know, God is their best friend. That's what I want. You know, and so I'm keeping that close. And why did I open the, turn the phone on today? And why did you be, you know, reading this, this paragraph today, which is exactly what I need. And, and that I even got into share. I mean, I, I didn't even think I would, but I pulled over because you know what? I want to, I want to say out there that, you know, recovery is possible, Put, you know, being free from this addiction, addiction is possible. And God did that for me. I did not do that for myself. So I know God will help me with the rest of my alcoholic problems, which is living life. So I'm so glad to be here, and I'm glad to hear your voice, Craig, and I'm glad that I opened my mouth, and God bless you all. Thank you for letting me share. Uh, thank you, Roz. Uh, thanks for your share. Next up, we have Sue, and that's going to be followed by Cindy D. Sue? Sue, are you with us? Am I being heard? Hello. Sorry, I was muted. Uh, Thanks for your service, Craig. 
Um, really appreciate um, this. My name is Susie, gratefully recovering from compulsive overeating in New Jersey. And um, I like this paragraph, especially the line that says, um, to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. Because before I came into this program, I thought that I could solve all my problems on my own. In fact, I thought that's what I needed to do. Like I was self-sufficient, self-reliant. I didn't really need anyone else in my life. Um, you know, there I would find the right diet or, you know, eat the right thing or whatever. Um, but it didn't solve my problem. And, um, you know, I did have um, faith. I did go to church. And um, since I was a child, I've, I've gone to church. But um, I really didn't have a personal relationship with God. Um, I felt like God was just out there, um, you know, and I would, you know, go to church on Sundays. And, and that was the extent of, you know, reciting prayers that are like repeating the same prayers over and over. And it really didn't have a lot of meaning to me. But um, since I've been back this last time from relapse, I've really um, gotten closer to a power greater than myself and have the understanding that, um, you know, it's not up to me to solve my problem. I need to pray. I need to meditate. I need to do the steps. And, um, you know, I just, that's my part. And then um, just surrendering to the power greater than myself. Um, so I need to follow the steps in this book, but also, you know, open up and make room for the God of my understanding. So thanks everyone for listening and I'll pass. Thank you, Sue. Um, Cindy D up and then that'll be followed by Marilyn. Cindy. Good morning, everybody. This is Cindy D gratefully recovered in Texas. And at first, Craig and Monday crew, I'm, I'm going to make amends for being late this morning. Um, you know, I was thinking about when I came back to OA 13 months ago, and, you know, I was in that place that others have shared about when anyone would talk about God, I would almost get angry. But I think it was out of fear, you know, knowing deep inside myself that, I needed God and I needed a relationship with God, but I didn't know how to get one. And so when I came back to OA, I had actually forgotten about the spirituality part of this program. I mean, 30 years ago when I um, came to OA, I worked the steps, but I think what was missing was that connection with a higher power. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, since coming back, you know, and working the steps this time, my life has changed, and I have a a good connection with a higher power. And um, what I find, though, is that I constantly question whether it's good enough, and I compare it to others. And um, I, I'm learning to just accept that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I can see God working in my life. I mean, I wouldn't have um, 13 months of abstinence if it weren't for my higher power. There's no way I could have done that on my own. And I was, you know, thinking last night after a conversation with a fellow about this, that the way that I measure my connection with God is a bit off. And I think that I need to just relax and trust him and have faith in it. And maybe just look at the amount that I'm, and the ability that I have to be able to surrender and that 
the times when I don't, when I'm in self-will and I'm uncomfortable and I'm having those internal battles in myself, that the number of those gets you know, smaller and shorter and that that would be a good measure for my spirituality. Um, because I know that I cannot do this without him and, and I don't want to. I, um, I look forward to a life of more peace and serenity than I had in the past and so grateful that the compulsion with the food is not there. And um, I think that that's all I have to share for now. So I wish everybody a very blessed day. And uh, with that, I'll pass, Craig. All right, Cindy, thank you. Marilyn, Marilyn, your turn. Marilyn? Thank you, Craig. This is Marilyn T., uh, grateful, compulsive overeater in uh, Northern California. Never been on the 4 a.m. meeting. <laughs> well, I call it 4 a.m., but you guys know what I mean. It's like I'm I'm Pacific Coast. Um, what I really have here um, that has caught me is, Um, The second sentence that says, that means that we have written a book that we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. Um, I've just had a new spiritual awakening lately, and um, after a relapse, um, after a year year and a half in the program of A Vision for You, and uh, just getting understanding that what I failed to do was abandon myself to this program. And I will read the word abandon and the meaning of abandon because it's um, why I'm up so early this morning that I was just struck by uh, my God who wanted me up and on this meeting and wanted me praying at this time of the morning. Um, Abandon means to surrender, to give up, to leave, to cease, to withdraw from. And what I got from that is, and I'm on the verge of tears, is I got that I need to put down my self-will in so many things. I am such a self-willed person. Um, I need to abandon that. I need to turn my life more fully over to my higher power, which I call God. Um, Yes, I've always been um, believed in a power greater than myself. I certainly did not give him any power, though. And that is really... It's the self-will run riot. It's the ego um, that I fight myself with continually. Um, But I do have a power that is bigger than me. And this is the interesting part. And that is what my higher power God drills home to me this morning. That I am more powerful than you. I will bring you the gift of this program. But to do that, and I'm going to drill it into your head. I'm going to smash this idea that you have any control over this. And uh, I was also away this weekend in Tahoe, which was like an awe God experience. Um, and I was with the people that I call gods in skin, which was Harlan and Larry and Mo and J- um, Jen and um, also Kaylee. And you know, these are my peeps. These are the people that when I can't get my own pardon my expression, shit together. These people love me until I can't. And for that, I am eternally grateful to all those people. I know some of you are on the line. Thank you so much for being there for me when I could not be there for myself. 
This book is where the solution is. This book is the answer. If you do these steps in order with your sponsor and you commit to living your life this way on a moral and spiritual plane, you will get rocketed to the fourth dimension. You will receive your own spiritual experience or awakening, however you choose to look at it. I am so thankful for all of you. Thank you very much, and I pass. Okay, Marilyn, thank you. All right, we have time for one or two short shares. Uh, Who would like to share? Anybody on the line that would like to speak up? Anita L. Anita? PP. Okay. Pete, we may or may not have time for you. See how Anita does. Go ahead, Anita. I'll stick around. All right. Go ahead, Anita. Sorry about that. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia, standing outside on a beautiful morning uh, with my higher power and feeling a lot of humility and gratitude to all the people on this line um, and just extreme gratitude to my higher power for picking me up, having faith and trust in me when I couldn't have it in myself and bringing me to a new recovery, a new level of understanding, a new humility uh, because I've been in OA for so, so many decades and thinking I knew it all and had the answer and I know nothing without keeping my God first and increasing my spiritual life on a daily basis and... uh, Lack of power, you know, that's my dilemma. Not the fact that I want the food or can't eat the food or whatever about food. Food is just, you know, my go-to when life gets too uh, overwhelming for me. And I'm so grateful that for today I'm replacing that desire to take the first bite with taking that first step towards reaching out and saying, please, God, help me. Please carry me through this. I can't do it alone. And just one other thing, and that is saying the set-aside prayer on a daily basis, you know, uh, help me to set aside everything I think I know about myself, my disease, these steps, the big book, and especially you, so that I may have a new experience with all these things an open mind and a new experience with all these things. Thank you for helping me to see your truth, my higher power. Thank you. And with that, I pass. Okay, thank you. Well, we've got about 10 seconds, Pete, so I'm going to put it off and let you go to the next hour. Um, So that's going to be our last share for this morning. Thanks for everyone who shared and everybody that served this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting is 13,236. That's 13236. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Melissa C. please read A Vision for You? A book is meant... Okay, right. 
publicists say recovered compulsive overeater in New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.